0: Are we pretty confident that Port Adelaide will finish on top of the ladder come season's end?
1: Whether or not they're top of the ladder, I'm not sure. But I think um, sitting on, what, six wins from seven, and I'll talk about them soon, but I think they're a lock for top four. Considering they're going to have a run of games in Adelaide, I think the amount of games you'll need to lock in at final space will be nine. So they're three away from that. Yep. And there's, what, 10 games left? I think they'll definitely be top four. Whether or not they can finish on top of that, I'm not too sure, but they'll definitely be top four for Mike. And gentlemen, we promise not to talk about it anymore,
0: but... The grand final, if Port Adelaide finish on top of the ladder, might just mean that they could secure their first grand final in South Australia. Gee, that would be a very, very good reason to win all those games that they have at home.
1: I'd love to see it. I was watching the St Kilda Adelaide game. The Adelaide fans, they were going pretty wild themselves and considering that Adelaide haven't won a game and they're last on the ladder. I'd love to see what the Port Adelaide fans are going to be like after being locked out of the footy for for months on end. But, yeah, I'd love to see that. You've got to say probably... On grand final day, I don't know how many tickets the AFL would allocate to the other club, whoever makes it, but you've got to think at least 40,000 of those would be Port Adelaide fans going wild and I'd love to see it.
0: Yeah, and if you're a fan of whoever the opponent is, yeah, you'd be very brave to even <laughs> present yourself inside the stadium there, wouldn't you? You would want to have some form of camouflage, that is for sure. And let me tell you, they would get the anthem going, of course, never tear us apart. They would have all the scarves holding them above their heads. Koshi will be dancing around the stands and it'll be a great spectacle to see it. go port adelaide you can hire me at any time to do the air saxophone on (laughs) game day that is very well done service well speaking of port adelaide let's get to the considerable winners winning winning because port adelaide pulled off one of the great victories over the weekend it looked like they were going to burn all their chances at the very very last stages of the final quarter one man stood up when it really really counted Maxi, you're going to have a closer look at this game and your considerable winner is?
1: Well, it's obviously Port LA. They beat Cup just with Robbie Gray, he an incredible goal after the sign. And when
0: everyone else missed, when the moment came, he seized it like else.
1: Robbie Gray! From the wrong pocket from about 45 metres out it was a very tough kick for a right footer. But as you said, sir, they had about three or four opportunities in the last probably five or so minutes. I was watching the game just thinking, Carton are going to find a way to lose this game somehow. And with every opportunity that what LA kept missing, I think Charlie Dixon, was, I'll talk about in a bit, but he took a big grab, probably 10, 15 metres straight in front. And you just tell that him going back, he already looked exhausted. And then he, I think he came off with a blood rule and he looked pretty <laughs> He looked all over the shot, but he, you could just tell as soon as he marked that ball that he was going to miss it. What looked like the golden opportunity was... Um, when Robbie Gray pretty unselfishly handed the ball off to Todd Marshall and somehow he's missed from the top of the goal square. So you just think, "Oh, maybe Cartman got going to find a way to win it. But then Sam Mays laces out Robbie Gray on the lead and you just thought Robbie Gray's missed one as well, probably five minutes earlier from a sort of similar spot. It was probably 10 metres in from the boundary, but um, you just nailed it. Port Adelaide, I sort of picked them as my considerable winner. Winning! Because just from the perspective that they've only played one game at Adelaide Oval, so they've been in a hub for most of the um, season so far and they've come away 6-1. and one. You've got to think in the next however many weeks, they're going to have a stretch of games coming at Adelaide Oval, playing teams that are pretty tired from being on the road and they're going to be back at home 6-1. and one. And as I said before, in the next couple of weeks, I think they'll shore up. A final spot, and then everything after that's gravy, and they should be cementing their top four spot. As I said, Charlie Dixon looks like in career best form. He's had a lot of injuries over the time, and looks pretty good physical condition at the moment. Charlie's just got to fix up his goalkeeping. He had, I think, kicked three goals four on the weekend. It was always interesting in the first half they played Charlie Dixon and Todd Marshall fairly close together, and they sort of flying for a lot of balls together, and they sort of spoiled each other. But they played Todd Marshall further up the ground in the second half. And he's actually a really good kick for his size. But I think they need to separate those two a bit more and get Todd Marshall further up the ground. And they've also found another good young midfielder. We we always talk about Rosie, Dersma and Butters, but they've also found a really good new midfielder in Kane Farrell, who's got a lethal left foot. And in the past two weeks, Sport Adelaide have exposed opposition teams here I have no idea about this bloke, and he's kicked goals from 55, 60 metres out. They've also got Laddams, who had 21 disposals. He's a ruckman. They had the most disposals on the ground. And it just as a backup replacing Scott Lysette. So I'm starting to be more and more impressed with Port Adelaide at the start of the year. I was just, I'm always wary with Port Adelaide. They start years off really well and they tend to fall away come the backup of the year. So I'm still a little bit wary. But as I said earlier, I can't see them not making the top four from a six and one position. And considering in this year that they're going to have a real stretch of games at Adelaide Oval, I think they should be top four.
0: Completely agree with you there, Maxie. And I've got to say, Charlie Dixon would have to be one of the most physically intimidating players in the competition right now. If you are any club defender other than Port Adelaide, even Port Adelaide defenders at training, I reckon would be very, very scared coming up against him. He just looks hungry. He just looks like an absolute beast that wants the footy in his hands. Maybe bar those last couple of minutes. But bear in mind, probably the reason why he was so fatigued, Maxie, was that he had about three or four contests in a row. It just kept going into the forward 50. But... Yeah, gee, what a player and looks like a completely different
1: player to what he was in the very first season at the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, we always had that potential, but he's just sort of been plagued. I'd like to, I would like to—I haven't looked this up, but I'd like to see how many games he's played per season at Port Adelaide. I don't think he would have played many seasons of over 20 games, and he won't this year considering it's only 17-game season. But it just looks like he's in the best physical shape that he's been in a long time, and its you can see it's coming out into his footy at the moment.